Blessings in Christ, I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name, Romans 16, 16. Scriptural in origin, Colossians 1, 18. Scriptural in doctrine, 1 Timothy 4, 16. And is scriptural in practice, James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is by Joe Fox from the Southside Congregation in Beattyville, Kentucky. He's bringing us a lesson on unity, on being together. We know that division can tear a church up, but unity, uh, and especially unity of doctrine and uh, believing what the Bible says, being together, we can accomplish much as Christians. We hope that you enjoy the lesson today, and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. You know, it's amazing uh, things that we see in uh, what man has accomplished. A lot of books say it. It's also amazing the power that uh, the God in heaven has. You say, you ask yourself sometimes, why do these things happen? And me and I talked about that yesterday. You know, a lot of good people um, had everything they had destroyed. Probably a lot of good people perished in the flood. You know, the thing about it is that uh, we gotta understand that when you start taking God out of everything, it's like I said, some old man said, God's letting the world know that He's still in control. Whether they want to believe it or not, he's still in control. And you know, uh, there's an old saying that says, uh, when you're down and out, uh, start looking upward and out. If you, you know, most people, that's, that's what we do. We wait till we get down and out before we start looking upward and out. We ought to be looking upward and out to begin with. And then we can handle the down and out. I put these three words on the lie. It's not very big, but it's, it is big too. It's as big as the other two. I, me, and my. You know, we just got through singing these songs, if I. You know, and where could I go? You know, we need to go to the Lord. I have to realize that I sin, and and God forgives sin. I got to take it upon me, my responsibility to obey the gospel. I got to take it upon me, my responsibility to save myself. I got to take it upon me, I alone, to study God's word. To apply the teachings of it to my life. Powerful words. I. Me and my. You know, a lot of people talk about my car, my house, uh, my this, my that. And men and I who was just boys, helping Sam Wicker in the back of the field one time. And 
he had a car over on Spencer Ridge, uh, Wiley Pilfrey's house. And we went over there and, and worked in that tobacco. We went up and sat on the porch and visited with Wiley and his wife. Uh, Wiley told Sam, he said, uh, he called everything that he had uh, mine. He told, told him, he said, fella, come to look at his mules. He said, come on, I'll take you down to the barn and show you my mules. He said, got that done. He said, come on in the house. And he said, I'll show you my house. And he said, his woman wrapped him right around the top of the year with a rolling pin. He done on the floor and looking up at him. He said, now what are you doing? He said, I'm looking for our hat. You know, uh, there's a time that you've got to use common sense. You know, we accomplish a lot. The church accomplishes a lot. Together, we stand, divided we fall. Division in the church over the years, what's it been called? Caused by I, me, my. You know, I want my way. Me, me, me. Me first. You know, I can do this. Well, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I must use the ability that God has given me to do and use the talents that He has given me to save myself and save others also. I must be the example. Each one of us must be the example that God would have us to be. That there's another little word, small word, but it's very powerful. And that's simply we. Me and you together. We can accomplish a lot. But if we don't put our strength together and we don't work together, then we can tear down a lot too. You know, you hook horses up and you hook them up Together in a pair, put in the same way. You don't put one that, uh, going one way and don't go another. And that's not the way that God intended this book. We studied there in the Bible study lesson this morning about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. You know, when we get hooked up the way the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost wants us to be hooked up, and we realize that this is God speaking to us when we open the pages of this and begin to read it. And we truly accept it as that. It's just like we've had fathers of our own that have directed our steps. And we listen to what they had to say. And it molded us to be what we are today. If we listen to what this book says, our Father in Heaven will help us to be what we ought to be. What He wants us to be. What He demands that we, we be. You know, we can rebel against Him. John 12, 48 says that He that rejects me and receiveth not my words, has one that judges Him. The words that I have spoken the same shall judge Him in the last day. We better listen to what He has to say. We better listen to He said the words that I when we sing these songs that's got I and my in them, do we realize he said, if I have wounded any soul today, you know, you know, we need to realize and understand if 
is not in the program of God. Forgive the sins I have confessed to thee. We need to realize that He knows all and He sees all. And, and He is the one that will forgive. And like the study of this morning, if we refuse to ask for forgiveness, then He cannot forgive us. But He said He would forgive us if we asked for forgiveness. And if we truly, as Brother Johnson prays in our prayer, it leads us in our prayer and he says uh, as far as, as we're willing to repent you know if we truly repent he truly forgives and he knows the heart of man you know we can't give him a mouth service because he knows whether it comes from the heart whether we've thought this thing out or not and we truly want to be forgiven and you can say forgive me and you don't really care whether you're forgiven or not. And you can ask the Lord to forgive you for something and then turn right around and go right back and do it again. Really, you never even repent of it to start with. If you repent of something, you turn away from it. And, and, and me and you together, when we repent, we turn away from whatever it is. We realize that it was wrong, whatever it was doing. And that we're not going to do that anymore. And we're asking the God of heaven not only to forgive us of that, but also to help us to shun that. <clears throat> that is something. That is something that, that's a weakness. And that the devil knows. And it's one of the devil's tools. Matthew the fourth chapter teaches us that the devil has all the tools of the world to tempt us with. But we have to have a Christ-like spirit to say it is written, it is written, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, you're, we're not to tempt God over and over again. You know, we're living in a world of temptation and a world that is tempting God every day. A world that is denying God and trying to take the freedom that we have to worship God away from us. Saying that, you know, if we say that this is wrong, that we're uh, infringing on their rights. Well, no, you can go ahead and do it. I've told you many times. We make choices every day. God won't stop us from committing sin. God won't stop us from living uh, any way we want to. God won't stop us from saying that uh, one church is as good as another. He just tells us that His church is the only church. You believe it or you don't believe it. He, he tells us that baptism is essential. And you can say, well, I don't have to be baptized. Oh, you sure don't. And if you've got that attitude that you have to be baptized, then it won't be no good to be baptized. No way. Baptism is, is a, a submission. We submit to a water grave of baptism. We submit to the will of God. And, and we understand the reason for it. I didn't just go into that water because I was dirty. I didn't go into that water just to be dipped 
You know, I didn't go into that water just to be covered up and so down in the wintertime that water's cold. But I didn't go into that. I go into that with the frame of mind that the blood of Christ is in that water. And the blood of Christ is what takes away my sin. And when I was buried in the water of baptism, I understood with this up here that I was going in there to be spiritually clean. You see? That word spirit comes up again. The Holy Spirit tells me through the Word of God that when I get in that water with the right frame of mind, it washes away my sins. And I come up out of there a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. A new word. Sing that song uh, in the folder, Because He Lives. And it has a verse in it that says, how good it feels to hold a newborn baby. What it feels like to be new, to understand what a baby in Christ is. And we that have obeyed the gospel should have had that feeling. Ought to have that feeling when we was baptized. We may mention a lot of times, you know, if we could keep the same frame of mind as we have when we was we come up first come up out of that water grave of baptism. When we submitted ourselves to the realization that I'm a sinner and, and I, I need to be baptized for the remission of our sins, that preacher, whoever that he was, that friend, uh, that loved one, or whoever it was that convinced us that we needed to, to obey the gospel. Those old preachers that come in and help gospel meetings and baptize uh, a lot of people. Their, their interest was in getting people to understand that there was something in that water. There was something in every hole of water that was big enough to immerse someone in, in baptism, to bury them. And that was the blood of Christ. And it takes away my sins, your sins, the sins of the whole world. But it won't do you a bit good if you think I'm already saved. I'll be, just be baptized to answer a good conscience. That's not it. That's not it. We've got to be convinced of sin. We've got to be convinced that we are a sinner. You know, back before the age of television and the age of those gospel meetings, uh, and that's where people had to go, I guess, it wasn't entertainment, but in a way, I guess it was. It was some place to go. And the building wasn't real big. You know, maybe we've been definitely going to the dirt track for the last three nights. And understanding what a crowd is. And then Charlie and Joe and a bunch of us went to uh, Indianapolis one time to stop car race. I told them if I ever. Uh, know what a, a people jam was when that race was over when we come out on that street that goes down the, the Indianapolis Speedway uh, we was in a people jam you know people can gather like that you can fill every seat and sell out crowd last night you can fill every seat to watch some kind of worldly entertainment you know you heard the old preachers talk about the church building in the early stages of the church 
Following preaching and pool, we've been standing around the wall, sitting around the pulpit, looking in and coming in, even from the outside, no believe the gospel. And now it's hard to get just a few gathered together to worship God, to sing praises to His name. People want to be entertained by worldly entertainment. When to us, as members of the Lord's church, this is entertainment. When we come together and we study from God's Word and we learn better how to serve Him in the future than we have in the past, when we get a better understanding of His words, the psalmist said in Psalms 119, verses 104 through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Thy word is a weapon to my feet and a light on my pathway. That's what we want it to be. We want, to, we want to discover every false way. We want to be able to defend every false way. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks us of the, of the hope that lies within us with meekness and with fear. How do we do that? By studying God's Word. Uh, uh, recording it in our mind. Being able to give an answer. You know, the Bible has all the answers. It's a holy book. And it's been delivered into our hands. There's another old song that says, Into our hands the gospel is given. And it's up to us to carry it. Joshua said, I believe it's in Joshua 24, he said, As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom you will serve. He asked them, Are you going to serve the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell? But he said, As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. See, Joshua had power over his house. He knew how to control his house. He knew how to control his self. And he, had, he said, As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Lord. Isaiah 6 and verse 68, I believe it is, says, verse 8, Isaiah 6 and verse 8, says, Here am I, send me. Don't look for somebody else. Here am I, send me. Let me do my part. Help me, Lord, to, to study thy word. Help me, Lord, to carry thy word to a lost and dying world. Help me, Lord, to be an example to somebody around me. Help me, Lord, to give an answer to those that ask me of the hope that lies within me with meekness and fears. Also, as Brother Johnson says in his prayer and words, our, our prayer, Lord's Day morning, when he says, You know, if we can't teach by word, let us teach by example. Matthew 5 16 says, So but let your light so shine before men that he may see your good works and glorify your Father, our Father which is in heaven. Our good works and glorifying our Father which is in heaven. You know, people use a lot of things for inspiration. Let me tell you something. As we're studying again, I, I go back to our Bible study lesson this morning. If we're not inspired by this book, if we're not inspired by what it says, 
we're on dangerous ground. If we cannot understand that this is the God of heaven speaking to us, this is the only time that we're going to hear him speak while here on earth. And, and if we don't understand that, then we're on dangerous ground. And if we reject what he says to us, it's going to judge us in the last days. John 12, 48. He said, Jesus said, these are not my words. In verse 49. He said, these are not my words. But the Father gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. This come directly from God in heaven. And when people say, that's just another book. There ain't nothing to the Bible. That's blaspheming. That's, that, that's denying the God of heaven. But people say, we come from a monkey. I've told you many times, no, we didn't come from a monkey. Monkey wouldn't have the human race. The monkey wouldn't have the human race. You may look like a monkey, monkey and act like a monkey, but you didn't come from a monkey. You come from the dust of the ground, just like everything else did. God created all things. He created the heavens and the earth. He created mankind and womankind, and then He created cows and birds and fishes and monkeys. And He gave them all opportunity to produce after their own kind. And, and that, you know, you can't change that. No matter how hard the people have tried and are continuing to try, it'll do no good. In the end, it's all going to be like God set it up to be. I, me, my, we, we together can accomplish a world of things. We together can accomplish a lot. When we put our mind to it, that's just like in all, these, all this disaster. When everybody comes together, they get all the resources working. Don told me yesterday that up there in this devastated area, they put up a house. They put up a, a whole house, a two-bedroom house. Not, not, not a castle, but they put up, these people got nothing. And they put up a house in nine days. You know, you can accomplish a lot working together. It's like the little boy said, you know, he'd been a little bad boy and he had to stick a pin in the wall. Every time he done something bad. Every time he done something good, he could pull it out. Pull one out. And he got to be a pretty good little boy and he got all of them pulled out. He's sitting on the bed crying. His daddy asked him what's wrong. He's well, the holes are still there. You know, when God forgives us. He even smooths the holes up. He can forgive completely. These people that are, are needing help, they need our prayers. They need our prayers. Bill was going to go up last Saturday and work with the Boy Scouts and Virgin. And they were dipping mud up out of a basement, five-gallon buckets. And he was getting them and dumping them in a wheelbarrow. Willed it off. These people, them people, they had a basement left. They had a house left. Like I said, I talked to a boy this week. I 
South Jackson, just South Jackson, over, over, uh, where the coal temple used to be, and uh, the log yard and stuff. So there, of course, uh, uh, that one company had five or six tractor and trailers over there. They lost the majority of them. They lost the trailers. They lost all the logs. You know, and it, 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 he's he's a no respected person. It, it, it's it's a, a disaster. But even a greater disaster than that is this. False hope. Salvation without doing anything. Saying that there's no need of salvation. That there's no need of baptism. There's no need of uh, uh, the name. Acts 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none of name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Our responsibility. That's another word. Our. We all have that responsibility. We are the church of the living God. We are to let our light shine and be a light to the world. Another old psalm says, Be a light for Jesus every day. Not just when we want to, but every day. Be an encouragement to someone. Say something to someone every day. Pick ourselves up off the floor and get busy because there's plenty of work to do. And as I've told you many times, we can, we can talk to our neighbors and, and our friends and our family about the children. We can talk to them about the garden. We can talk to them about the yard. We can talk to them about everything. Let's talk to them about the Bible. I can remember that. You know, they talked about another old song, the family Bible. I can remember back when St. Edwin had uh, <coughs> Wednesday night Bible study. Dad couldn't read, or he could read, but he couldn't pronounce words real good. And when he was reading, he would spell a word in order to pronounce it. And I can remember him sitting in the old house up there before we went to church reading the Bible. Spinning those words. I can remember those things. That was an example that he left us. He said, now he read his Bible. And he read it in front of us. He had a temper. I guess that's where I got down. Oh. <clears throat> there was times that he said things and done things. And, oh. He repented of. But you know, that was an example to us too. He was just human. We're all human and we're all subject to make mistakes. The thing about it is when we make a mistake, when we sin, and we ask forgiveness of it, let's do this. Let's remember this. God forgives and God forgets. And we need to do the same. Not rehash it over and over and over again. Not bring it up again. It's in the past. It's, it's gone. And it's forgotten. As far as God's concerned, that's the way it is, and that's the way we need to do it too. 
A lot of times we've been accused of not forgiving. That's another thing. Another little word. If. Like that song. Song that one. If I. When you have offended me, when you have offended the God of heaven, there's no if to it. I have sinned. I have done and said those things that are contrary to the Word of God. Forgive me. And He will. It's not if I've done it. If I've offended you. The Bible tells me that if me and you have a problem, I'm to go to you. And we're, if we can't settle it, I'm going to take two or three witnesses. And if we can't settle it, then we're to take it to the church. And they'll listen to the church, then we're to uh, count him as a, a heathen. But in all that source, that shows that we care. I can remember the time that they come to the house and talk to that. I can remember the time that uh, people cared enough to, to confront people with their sin. Everybody this day and time is afraid of offending someone. And, and all these uh, women livers and, and, and all these equal rights people have forgot something. If it's the truth and if it comes from God's Word and it offends you, well, I'm sorry you're offended, but I'm going to offend you. And I ain't going to ask you to forgive me. Now, if I've said or done something to offend you, Worldwise, then I, I want you to forgive me. But when it comes to the Bible, and you're offended because I say that there's one church, there's one plan of salvation, there's one God, and there is a God in heaven, if you're offended, 